0: Hi friend, it's 2020 and let's be real. If you're anything like me, this year is not going the way you planned. It may feel lonely, scary, disappointing, or even overwhelming. But especially in times like these and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself longing for something better, something real? When all else has been stripped away, what matters most? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. In truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed two years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ. And it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you don't know what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, can I get an amen? (laughs) This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm thankful you're listening today. I have a very special co-host today. Just a couple months ago, I was blessed to be her international exchange coordinator, helping her navigate her high school exchange year in the U.S. But because of the pandemic, she knows what it's like to have plans be detoured. Today, instead of playing tennis down the street or studying calculus with our Italian daughter, Lou, she's joining this podcast all the way from Norway, and I'm so thankful. Uh, Please welcome my friend, Paulina. Paulina, welcome.
1: Hey, thank you. Yay, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm here too. Thank you for letting me in on this. (laughs)
0: Well, it's 2020 and we've been talking about clarity this year. Clarity means we're looking for transparency and authenticity. We're all about finding something real. And each month we've talked about finding clarity around different issues, issues that I personally want more clarity in, and maybe you want that too.
1: I absolutely do. (laughs)
0: Yay. (laughs) We all need that right
1: now, I guess. (laughs) That's
0: right. This month, we've been talking with guests about clarity around living on purpose. In other words, how do we live intentionally when life is messy and not as we planned? As always, if you want to get a sheet of reflective questions that will challenge you to wrestle and go a little deeper with each month's topic, you can access them via my website at JanelleWood.com. Just look for the section at the top of the page that says Clarity 2020. So. I am really looking forward to our conversation with today's guest, and I think Paulina is too. Am I right, Paulina?
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the person we're, we're talking with is a young woman with a purpose. Uh, besides being a culinary artist, a talented photographer, an expert barista, and an important part of the Only 7 Seconds, um, which is an awareness uh, isolation awareness campaign or movement, she is also the executive director for a nonprofit called Delight and Be. And from their website, Delight and Be is described as a nonprofit dedicated to inspire, to equip, and to provide a place of authentic community for young women. They long to see this generation live in wholeness and freedom, rooted in their true identity as beloved daughters. And they provide a safe space, um, safe spaces that emphasize hope in the future by discipling young women with a focus on emotional, mental, and spiritual health. So with that introduction, I am super excited to welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast, my friend Marcia Mollett. Marcia, welcome.
2: Hi, <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're
0: here. Did I mispronounce your name? Right
2: at the end? No, you got it. It's Molly. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, like, You're perfect. It. There was a
0: weird like pause there. And I thought, oh, I got it wrong. <laughs>
2: So <laughs> no, you got
0: it at all. Okay. Well, Marcia, you've been such a sweet. You, it, what's cool is that you and I came to this area pretty much the exact same time. You moved here yeah. a couple of weeks after we moved here as a family. So we were newbies together to this area. Yeah. Yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your work with Delight and w- what, what that is about?
2: Yeah, so um, like I said, I moved here, I think we we're going on like two and a half years ago, um, but I've been a part of Delight for oh, like a long time, like since 2013 or something. Um, and Delight is um, just a community of young women and you have a lot of creatives. And so that's how I found it. I was um, really interested in photography at the time and um, found a little blog back in the day and then got introduced to the community of delight, um, which just became a like big part of my life. And I actually flew um, in 2015 to my very first delight retreat um, and came to Washington for the first time. And it was like, it was like love at first sight. Like, It's so crazy to think about looking back. I like landed in like the towns that I'm familiar with now and just like all the views and especially this time of year with spring. And so it's really crazy to think that like when I landed, I had no clue what was in store, but God obviously knew um, that it was far beyond what I could imagine because I live here now. And so, um, (laughs) yeah, delight has captured my heart and I've been um, just a part of it moved here like three years ago um, and just fallen in love with like all of our local high schoolers, which is how we met Paulina, which I miss you so much. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, just getting to know the local community and then just hosting workshops and retreats for girls across the nation as well.
0: Wow. And there's also an online component as well. Is that right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So we have an online community and, I think we have like 1,200. I honestly lose track of the number sometimes. But it's just like a Facebook group where we just like do real life together. Sometimes we're funny. Sometimes we're serious. Um, We like support each other. Been doing like a bunch of fun things together. Um, So it's just kind of doing life even though we're all across the country.
0: And what ages are the girls in that group?
2: Oh, yeah. So it's for 16 to 22-year-olds.
0: Okay. So if there's a 16 to 22 year old listening to this podcast right now, who's looking for some community, how would she find out more about Delight and Be?
2: Yes, we'd love to have you. Um, so if you go to com, there's some links to join the Facebook community, or you can find us on Instagram, just like shoot us a DM and I can send you over the link. Um, well, however you find us, we can get you in there.
0: Okay, cool. And you came as an intern and now you're the executive director, which is pretty cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's been like, oh, Jesus is so good. But I like, it's been a process of time and here we are. But it's been crazy to see like just my heart has like always been um, a lot of just the mission of delight and just loving girls and wanting to like walk in freedom and just like seek Jesus together. And so it's been like gradual and I can just see how like, God's been preparing me for this. And the the transition is kind of new. And so I'm just like dipping my toes into the water of the executive director role, but it's been really great so far.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And I know Kristen Wall, who started everything, like she just mm-hmm. has such a heart for young women and um, had such, and still does have such a heart for you. So I love that you get to carry a really important torch, um, And what you're doing here locally is pretty amazing, as Paulina can attest. Right, Paulina?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember we went to the Delight House once and it was, or twice, I don't remember, but it was so awesome. And I think it was on Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, as it was back then. And uh, Marcia made the most awesome, like, sweet potato marshmallow dish, I remember. It was so (laughs) awesome. And that was like, oh, yeah, it it was really, really nice being there with, like, all the other girls. And um, it was just really fun, just like genuinely fun.
0: Yeah. I, I love it. And I love, Marcia, that you love to cook because, as we all know, I don't.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that God makes all of us different. It's nice to <laughs> but have I, those people in your life, you know? But, it uh, is
0: very nice. I'm very <laughs> thankful for people like Marcia and my husband who love cooking. Um, well, and I praise God for them. <laughs> were, were you going to say something, Marcia?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I'm really thankful that there's people who like to eat so that I can just check and then they <laughs> eat because otherwise it just gets boring very quickly.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, anytime you want people to eat your food, you come right on over.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I'll fly over the ocean. This is yeah. a short trip for you. Totally buddy. worth yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So Marcia, we're living in a pandemic. Um, how are you spending your day? your days? How are you spending your time right now?
2: Well, the luxury is that I have a lot more time than I normally do. Um, I, like, haven't worked at – so I work part-time as a barista locally um, along with being, like, um, working for Delight and working from home. And so the working from home component component I've been like used to, but not working at all outside my house has been a little transition, but it's given me a lot more time to do some other things. Um, I feel like I've been living a lot of life on like Zoom calls, which that's probably pretty much everybody's life. Um, but just like really taking advantage of this time and extra time to evaluate and I've been reading more books and um, just learning what it means to rest because that does not come easily to me. And so I feel like I've been learning a lot more like just what it means to rest and to be a human being and not a human doing. I heard that like early on in the pandemic and when things were starting to shut down and I was like, oh, and it's just kind of become like an anthem for me of like, "Okay," remembering that like I don't always have to be doing something to be accomplishing like something beyond what I can see. And so it's just been a lot of, like, learning to do life at a slower pace and being, like, okay with the margin and the space, which was a little bit of a transition. But now I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, And I have you started reading – I know we've talked about their podcast, but John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry.
2: Yes, I've been loving – actually, um, Bridgetown Church has been doing a daily podcast, um, and so John Mark Homer and some people from their church have been doing – like, that's one thing I've done pretty much every day is listen to, their, like, really short, like, 10-minute clips or something, and a lot of those themes have been, like, really, like, consistent with The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry or, um, or Jeff Bethke's book – what's his book? Um,
0: to hell with the hustle
2: yes exactly yes that one <laughs> so I've been like loving it's just kind of ironic because I started digging into that topic like back in January when those books were first coming out yes. and then God's like okay here's like your practical application time
0: <laughs> I feel that way too like these kind of captured my heart earlier this year and I'm like oh yeah I need to I need to slow down and now yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the poop hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm reading that book right now, and it's just it's really ministering to my heart. So, um, I I highly recommend it. Um, to anyone who's looking for, uh, embracing that slower space, uh, slower pace, mm-hmm. and uh, finding space in the margins, um. Okay. So, Marcia, many people right now are tired or they're grieving. um, And I know some people are having a hard time even getting out of bed (laughs) Um, and feeling motivated. What encouragement um, can you offer to the girl who's struggling with a lot of hard emotions right now?
2: Um, I think, like, two things have been uh, for me to, like, remember that there is hope and to keep a firm grip on hope, but also to allow... Like myself to feel the losses of this season and almost like to grieve um, because there have been things, especially I like think of like all my high school friends who are like seniors, like Paulina, like your season here was like cut really short. A lot of like seniors are not having proms and all of those signature like senior experiences. And like that is like a loss, like, and it's okay to grieve that. And so I think it's been like a tension of like grieving the things that we like. We're expecting to happen and, like, that we are missing out on as a result, but also, like, holding on to hope. Um, like, towards the beginning of when everything was happening, uh, God brought Lamentations, like, three to mind. And so that's just been a chapter that I've been um, really, like, holding on to during all of this because, uh, like, some context and is like, Israel was facing – a lot of really hard times, and when you're reading it, it's like really dramatic, but it also really feels like the life in pandemic, just for our world right now, and and yet, um, the writer says, like somewhere in chapter three, he's like de- making a declar- declaration that he is like holding on to hope, even though everything is at rock bottom. He's holding on to hope because God's love never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Um, And every morning is new and His faithfulness greets us. And it goes on to like say more things about like how we can hope because He um, is faithful to show up and we can like hold on to Him even when things hit rock bottom. And so I've just been like learning the tension of holding on to hope and realizing that every morning, like that same faithfulness and God's love is going to carry us through. But also like it's okay to like, understand the like pain and feel the loss and be grieving um, just the things that we're having to miss out on in, on on in these seasons. Yeah. Do you think it's a,
1: it's a good time or, well, that came out wrong <laughs> if it's a good time or not, of course it's not, but um, if it's a good opportunity to uh, for people that maybe are not that um, strong in their faith to maybe, you know, s- now that everything is more slowed down and you have more time with yourself and all that, maybe go into reflection and um, be more uh, devoted to God. Do you think that's a good uh, like, thing to focus on right now, to not fall into depression?
2: Yeah, actually, that's like a really good perspective. I think <laughs> it's almost like... Even in the midst of all of the like really hard things that are happening, we've also been presented this gift of time because I think if you talk to – I know at least it's like this for Americans and I'm assuming – like, from what I've traveled in the world, that, like, internationally, it's probably the same issue. Like, we all say, like, oh, we just wish we had more time. And time has been the thing that's been granted to us during all of this. And so having that time and then using it, not just, like, binge Netflix, but to, like, (laughs) truly, like, dig in and do some, like, the hard work has been, I think it's, like, an invitation that God is, like, um, just handing us. And we get to choose, like, how we're going to use this time and if we're going to use it wisely. And, use it to ask the questions that sometimes we're afraid to ask. And I think um, when everything has been just stripped away and our routines have been stripped from us, uh, this is a great opportunity just to ask the questions that we've been just hesitant to ask. And like Mm. God isn't afraid of our questions. Um, And so sometimes it's harder for us to actually ask the question, even though we just like feel like it's just been in the back of our minds.
1: Mm.
0: You know, um, it's interesting you ask that, Paulina, because this book that I just mentioned um, Mm -hmm. by John Mark Comer, he quotes someone named Ronald Rollheiser, um, who's a Catholic writer. And I'm just going to read it because I think this is a great uh, sentiment. He says, today, a number of historical circumstances are blindly flowing together and accidentally conspiring to produce a climate within which it is difficult not just to think about God or to pray but simply to have any interior depth whatsoever. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It's not that we have anything against God, depth, and spirit. We would like these. It's just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad, more distracted than non-spiritual, and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are in church. Pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives.
1: Mm. That's so true, but not today, though, because of the whole corona thing, but, you know, (laughs) usually, yeah. Yes. Well, it's almost like there's
0: a giant thunderclap from heaven, right? Because all of a sudden pathological busyness that he's talking about it's all of a sudden halted yeah. and like what marcia what you were just saying it's like this great opportunity yeah corona i'm not going to say the coronavirus is a good thing right? <laughs> it sucks but it also is like this giant wake-up call to um a rhythm that we had developed as a world of go 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 human doing do 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 and now Uh, we have to be still. And after a while, the Netflix gets boring. (laughs) The constant scrolling gets old. Mm. And it's like, okay, we have to sit with our own thoughts, our own self, and really kind of dig into what is this really all about? What am I here for? Because when we're faced with death and um, pain and suffering, it really, I mean, in scripture, it says it's better to go to a house of mourning than a house of celebration. Why? Because it makes us remember where where we're all headed and what what is this life really about? And I feel like it's the quest of every person to find out. It, it, Viktor Frankl said it. Uh, I think it's Viktor Frankl, um, the Auschwitz survivor, um, Nazi uh, Germany survivor, but he said, you know, man's quest is for meaning. Um, we all have that quest, but I feel like for the last how many years, so for many of us, it's been silenced because we've been just so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great segue to this question, Marcia. Um, some of the people who listen to this podcast, they're not sure about God or a relationship with him. So why does living with purpose include following Jesus Christ for you? Um, why do you follow him?
2: Oh, that's such a good question, and I think it does change our perspective, um, because for me, I, like, live on purpose for Jesus, because I know what life without Jesus is like, um, and I know who I was before Jesus. Um, as, like, a teenager, I really struggled with a lot of social anxiety and Um, just struggling with people's expectations or thinking I was never meeting people's expectations. And so it was just a lot of like internal spiraling and um, just a lot of fear that just consumed my life. And I struggled with an eating disorder for several years, which took up a lot of like my like brain space and um, just sent me into constant spiraling. And so um, if you if you know my life and like look at my life now, you can see that it's very different than who I used to be and how I live um, I love people and my life is filled with people and I can like honestly say that I don't have um, that social anxiety like, Obviously, there's days where you have like thoughts or just struggles, but like that crippling social anxiety, like Jesus set me free from that, and um, He set me free from my like eating disorder. And we were talking about how I love food and cooking, like He's changed that, and I love food and cooking. And my favorite thing is to have people around the table because um, the table is just this great equalizer, um, and we all have a spot at the table, and so. I, like, if I look at my life and who I used to be and then see, like, the point where Jesus intervened, I know that, like, I can't even imagine, like, purpose without him because he's changed everything so much. And, like, his love has just brought me so much freedom and it literally changes how I live every day. And so he's taken these two, like, really low, like, points in my life. um, And he's turned them into the things that I'm most passionate about and things that, Like, literally, my life revolves around, um, and I get to do all the time now. It actually reminds me of, um, I think, well, I should have looked at that. I think it's Isaiah 32 or something, but there's a verse where he says he takes um, our wildernesses, and he turns them into fruitful fields, and then those fields become forests. And when I just, like, look at my life, that's what I see, like, these desert places where there was like no hope. And I was just spiraling in isolation because I was so alone because I was afraid. Um, he's taken that and he's brought me into the freedom where he's like, allowed me to start taking little steps um, when I was starting in the healing process, because it does take time. Um, and yet now I'm seeing him like have all of those like seeds that were planted are starting to become um, things that I'm using now, like with my new job as an executive director, like, a lot of it is conversations and connections. And um, then, like, here at the Delight House, like, we host dinners a lot of the time. And I can, like, not only make food and, like, prepare the food, but I can also, like, sit at the table and um, just eat with women from all walks of life. And I, like, wouldn't have been able to do that before. And so I I think that kind of answers the question. I don't know. It actually – Kind of spiraled off there, but I think that just changed um, a lot of like my purpose looks so much different now that Jesus is in it, and I know what it was like before, and so I don't, I don't want to go back to that.
0: Mm. How, how did you come to Christ?
2: Um, so I was very blessed to grow up in um, a Christian family, and so a lot of the um, the head knowledge was there since I was like a young kid. And it wasn't until I was hmm, probably like, I think it was 16, 16 or 17, where I started like, I would like call it the journey of like getting the knowledge from my head to my heart and started taking all of the things that I knew were right and starting to like become where I like truly know them in my heart and like walking that out. And so I think that's been a process of just moving past the barriers of knowledge because I really like like knowledge and I, I read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts and like it's easy for me to like gain knowledge and equate that and the harder part is getting it to be like heart knowledge where you truly like are believing it and like it where to the point where it's knowledge that changes like how you live and how you like wake up in the morning and then and how you like live your daily life and so I think that's probably been the biggest journey and Jesus has just been there all along but how I've um learn to like walk in relationship with him is what has really changed. Like that's where the switch would be flipped if I would use that analogy.
0: Hmm. Paulina, do you have any follow up to that or I'll ask my next question?
1: Uh no, I was just um I noticed that you said um talked a little bit about expectations uh early on and I guess that like when you're 16 like there's a lot of expectations um from you from you know peers at school uh whatever a lot of pressure and stuff and I think it's just um it's really helpful to get that comfort from um someone that doesn't have any expectations um when you enter uh faith for example so um I have a couple of friends that are really religious and that's what they're kind of been uh saying like That's why they started believing and that's why they follow him because he doesn't have any expectations and he takes them for who they are and I think that's kind of beautiful.
2: It really is. It like takes the pressure off of us to constantly be performing. Like for so long, I felt like I had to meet these standards and Mm -hmm. like when grace enters in, Jesus just wants your heart and there's so much freedom. It's like the weight has been lifted off your shoulders and you don't have to like carry that around anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really beautiful. You're right. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And he, he loves us enough where when we enter into that relationship with him, like what Marcia said, we don't stay the same. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like he replaces. uh, I've been watching The Chosen, which I I know I've shared with you guys, I think (laughs) about how much I love that (laughs) show. You should watch The Chosen. If you haven't watched it yet in quarantine life, watch this. Um, Just Google The Chosen Jesus. You'll find it. It's free to watch. Um, But there's this part where um, it's a It's a TV show basically around the life of Jesus, but it's not corny. It's not cheesy. It's so well done. Mm -hmm. And there's there's this part where Mary Magdalene is in a bar and she's drinking and she's drinking to, you know, numb the pain that she's feeling. She's just exhausted from uh, the demons in her life and literally demons, but like, you Mm -hmm. know, just it's dark. And Jesus meets her in the bar, he meets her where she's at. And as she reaches for, uh, you know, another drink, he puts his hand on her, her hand and he says, that's not for you. And I just love that God, um, he replaces what we think, you know, we surround ourselves with all these filthy things that we think are going to, you know, satisfy. And he's like, no, I'm not going to leave you there. There's something better. I, I'm offering you something better that this world doesn't offer. And so, yeah, um, he meets us wherever we're at, but then he provides so much better where we cannot stay the same in his presence. You know, we're not the same people anymore. Marcia, you're not the same person you were when you were 15 years old. Um, So uh, along those same lines, what are some practical tips or resources that have helped you stay purpose-filled and um, connected to the Lord?
2: Um, so something I started somewhat recently, which is kind of ironic because I started it before, um, like I started in January of 2020 and if I would have known then it would have just, I would have laughed, um, what life would have looked like. But I started something like where our, I just call them checkups for like my heart because, um, like I was saying before, I can tend to be very like doing driven and my life can easily, I like, I like to think that I don't overcommit. But like the reality is sometimes I like overcommit just enough that like, I'm constantly running and doing things like every day. And (laughs) it's like filling my calendar. So I like, often, I'll be so busy that I like, refuse to take time just to stop other than like, what I like deem like, as my quiet time and just truly like, connect. And I'm not an emotional person. And so it's really hard for me to like, connect emotionally and, like, process, like, emotionally. And so something I started in January was setting aside, like, a day every month where I just, like, take time. I, like, don't work. I truly, like, check out, go off social media, and just use it as time to, like, refuel and just to do, like, a kind of, like, an internal, like, soul checkout. And so I'll, like, spend time Just, like, listening to worship music and being still and just listening to whatever God might be, like, having for me and things that I've been too busy to hear before. Um, I usually, like, journal and just, like, reevaluate, like, okay, like, how am I, like, living on purpose? What things are bringing life in my life and what things have been draining me? Because often if I'm just, like, living normal life, I just kind of forget about those things and just push them under the rug. And it's caused a few, like life crises for as a, like, 22-year-old, I'm saying that. So, like, <laughs> it's, like, a, a 22-year-old life crisis. <laughs> so I've, like, run into those enough that I need to know, like, um, to be truly in tune and, like, align my heart, body, mind, and soul. Like, I have to take the time. And so I, have like, guarded these little days, and they've been the most life-giving thing, but also, like, allowing me to make sure that I'm continuing to live intentionally and truly, like, using my time well I'm doing things that are, like, bringing life to, like, others and, like, also, like, what God has called me to do in my work or in this community um, and just those areas. So that's, like, been one thing that, like, is rather new to me. So I'm, like, fumbling around in it. But it has been really fruitful for what I've done the, like, last couple of months. And so that's been a huge thing. And um, then the other thing is just, like, just doing the next right thing and, like, um, whatever, like – Obviously, quarantine has been just a little wrench in the whole system. And so some days I, like, wake up and I'm, like, I don't even know what was supposed to happen today. Like, <laughs> schedules are thrown off. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. Um, and so I've just been trying to bring it back to, like, okay, like, how can I love people today, like, right now? And whether that's shooting a text to a friend or just, like, face calling or face calling, face a friend. Um, just trying to, like, love people that are in my circle right now, even if my circle is kind of limited. <laughs> um, but with technology, we have amazing things like this, where um, it can go beyond our like usual circle of people that we actually see like every day. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Good.
0: All right, Paulina, you got our final question. Yes.
1: <laughs> the finding something real podcast is about a journey towards uh, restoration or redemption Uh, eternity authenticity and love Um, of those gifts we can find uh, in a relationship with Jesus Christ which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why
2: Um, I'd say love, honestly. Um, I think Mm. with everything that's been going on, it's really been revealing. And, um, I don't know if you spend any time on Facebook or the news (laughs) lately or Instagram or Twitter or however you want to get your news. Um, but I feel like there's just been a lot of tension and conflict. Um, and I think we all need to be reminded to like, just to be gentle with each other and to truly like love each other first and even though there might be disagreements and there is like right and wrong on some things and so like there's there is an element of that but often I feel like we lose lose loving people in the middle of Mm -hmm. it and it's just been really messy and so I think that is what I've been challenged with is like love like what does love look like in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's true. You really do realize who you live with <laughs> and your family and <laughs> the whole thing. And love is really put on test, but <laughs> it comes out yeah. in the
2: end. <laughs> um, yeah, you're so right.
0: Yeah, it's like a giant pressure cooker. Whole thing. <laughs> <That's true.
2: laughs>
0: We're all figuring out how we do under pressure. In fact, my 10-year-old Caleb has been going around <laughs> singing under pressure, <laughs> which you done? <laughs> Like so that's funny. been his theme song, <laughs> yeah. <That's> so, creative. <laughs> anyway, Paulina and Marcia, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun.
2: I thank loved you. every second. It's mm-hmm. so fun to hear you guys' voices. I haven't seen Janelle; like, I haven't seen you in weeks, no. even though we don't live that far apart. And then Paulina, I miss you so much. i miss you <laughs> the other side of the world. Yeah. yeah, but it's. I'm
1: really thankful for technology right now, though. Like, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we didn't have that, I wouldn't be here right now. Marcia wouldn't be here right now. So it's really cool.
0: (laughs) If we didn't have technology, someone listening on the other side wouldn't be here right now, too. So we hope this encourages you. And until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series or even if you're simply finding it moderately entertaining while living the limbo quarantine life. Hey, that works too. Hit subscribe and come back next week when I'll probably be talking with another guest about finding something real in times of detours and disappointments. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. I share Instagram live weekly podcast recaps at janelle underscore m underscore wood. Most every Friday at eleven forty five AM Pacific Standard Time. So please join me for questions and fun live awkwardness. <laughs> you can also find some study guides I've created that I hope add joy and encouragement and challenge to you during this time. You can find those on my website at Janellewood.com. Just look for Clarity twenty twenty at the top of the page. And now, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope that it's this, no matter who you are, Jesus Christ loves you and you have a purpose. May you truly believe it, friend.
1: Until next time.